0: Radio, y'all on the air. Yo, what's up? This is Aaron calling from Yonkers. Yonkers! Y.O. yo what's, up? what's up? Y.O. Yo, tell him Peter is still let Dominic run his show. <laughs> <laughs> you know Darmic, like, they dude. want your show back, Darmic. Yeah, people it, have oh, Darmic is cool, but yo, he's trying to be like a fool critic. The meatballs and all that. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying like, to get his done with the New York Times and I- I Magazine. Tell him. That's it. National Geographic.
1: He just used you
2: guys as a springboard. He ain't really no hip-hop fan. It's all
0: good, so keep up the good work. No doubt. Thanks for the call. Yeah, forget about Navani leaving. If you want to call up and talk about Dominic's show and what's wrong with it, give us a call. (laughs) 212-998-1818
1: is the number. It was a monster parade, even by New York standards. Police say more than 2 million people jammed into Lower Manhattan to cheer the Mets. They flowed over police lines and crushed cars in an effort to see and touch Gary Carter and Keith Hernandez and Lenny Dykstra and Mookie Wilson and the rest of the Mets. Wall Street doesn't use ticker tape anymore, but there was enough shredded computer paper to go around, more than 1,200 tons of it. Street cleaners used snow plows to clean up the mess even before the parade reached City Hall. To be Mayor with us. Ed Koch talked about what the Mets have done, know, done for New York.
3: The Mets made of the city of New York, a small town with love and affection, where everybody in this city knows one another. New
1: York. New York City, what is up? That was weak, man. Why, Why was that weak? Because you're weak. I'm not weak. Get out of here, Peter. You're
3: listening to NW3 Radio, better known as Now Where Were We Radio? Is, can you
1: turn my headphones up, man? Oh, I've got to turn you up in the
3: headphones. Yeah, there we go. There we go. See, I wasn't weak. You just couldn't hear me. Thank you for listening. Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Staten. It's very serious in here. We had a little problem. or <laughs> at, at least Darmic. I didn't have the problem. You have the problem. I don't well, have a nose. It seems like there's been a football team hanging out in this studio <laughs> for <is> the a- <laughs> entire day because it stunk.
1: <laughs> Which is funny because there's nobody who would resemble a football player that is in this station well. at all. I mean, outside of yourself, maybe. Yeah, they, I was gonna they say, call you're
3: young Walter Payton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but but
3: what's crazy, right? Yeah. I go outside and I ask the interns. I said, did, "Did anyone have cologne or some perfume?" And they're like, "No, no, no." And who comes walking through the door? Yes, fresh from the gym, <laughs> the resident Guido in charge. PD Cologne. PD Cologne. Who reps so hard? For Guido Lifestyle, like he came in and, and he had a gym bag and he had this, this fancy smelling stuff. It was that, I think it's deodorant.
1: Well, I don't this know. This is an
3: amazing day in radio history because PD Cologne came through and he totally helped us out.
1: He's helping us out in many ways right now, and this is just amazing to watch, actually. I'm, I'm, I am have a great view of this. But, anyways. Yeah, but
3: teamwork will always make the dream work. So, yes. PD
1: Cologne, this bud's for you. <laughs> how you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I've I've had a stress-filled couple of weeks here with classes. Other than that, you know, just maintaining. Yeah, How stressful can being a
3: 20-year-old be, Dormic?
1: <laughs> First of all, I'm 22. I'm not 20. That is very important only for uh, the Round the legal it off, dude.
3: You're aspect. 20.
1: I'm 20? Okay, fine. Well, th- for, uh, you know, other purposes, it's important to stress I'm above 21. But, um, you know, classes during summertime is the worst thing ever because... And I was talking about this on Monday on air. Be- you you have classes and you don't want to be in class. It's, you don't want to be in class for 3 hours in a day. I totally signed it out. He has no claim to it, but that's okay. We'll deal with that later. Um, I have the I, I you don't want to be in class for 3 hours when it's sunny and it's beautiful and everybody's outside and partying like you don't really want to be in at class midday. You me? <laughs> oh, great. But um, but S- speaking of of
3: life being one big party, mm-hmm. so I didn't tell you this on the phone because Dharmic and I talk throughout the day, yes, many times.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like Darmic's on speed dial. If I have a problem, I call Dharmic. If if there has to be a contract to be reviewed, Dharmic, Dharmic's there for everything. But I didn't call Dharmic after I was very surprised. I'm walking from the train from my crib to the train, and I live in a, a pretty. Normal Brooklyn neighborhood. I don't live in a name brand neighborhood, and there are some things you don't see in my neighborhood. And today I saw something that was really disturbing to me—a a photo shoot for what seemed like a magazine or an advertisement right there in my neighborhood, and and I cried. I cried tears of joy as a uh, you know as a homeowner, but then I said, "Oh man, this this is crazy. My my little nice." cool neighborhood cool to me because of its uh diversity mm-hmm. and 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 cool because it's off the radar is now being used for a photo shoot and there were there were models there were people out and i was so i was so upset like really upset believe it or not
1: i can believe it i can
3: imagine Dharmic man i mean you know the hood mm-hmm. we, we're not going to say the name of the hood no But it's a pretty normal neighborhood. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a fairly, yeah, it's nice. And the the day that my favorite samosa spot or my favorite schnitzel spot is replaced by, you know, um, Van Leeuwen ice cream store, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be really upset. And it (laughs) seems like we're headed in that direction. So while the local businesses are still there, I'm going to patronize them. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put my money into local business and that's it
1: well you know these changes do take some time and i think uh you know you'll you'll still have these spots for at least a few more years and at that which point who knows if you're even still there yeah i mean look dude
3: very upsetting i i can imagine i want to um i want to bring something up okay there's a new record out by a guy (laughs) named action bronson we played it actually and it's called easy rider what a what a record that is
1: yeah it's uh how how do you like the sound i I love the beat it's um i I like the record actually it's one of those action stronger records i think and when i was
3: i I obviously played the song at the beginning of the set what i usually do is try to find similar records to play after that song Mm -hmm. and i couldn't find anything that sounded like the easy rider song which is amazing yeah which is great I want to give a shout out to the producer. His name is uh, Justin. Party supplies. Yes. Shouts to that guy. He is part of the uh, NW3 Live and Direct family, and um, he's part of the, he's the member of the family who will never show up. Well, he would show up if we invited him. Really? You think I, so? I think we're saving like our we're saving. What see the thing is when when your Rolodex is this, is this crazy, like you just don't want to dump like all the mm. big names all at once I feel you and, and I think we've like done a really good job of spreading out um, you know the big names mm-hmm. sprinkled in with some with some people who don't even have a voice mm-hmm. that's a private joke between the two yes. of yes and then today we got the big names we got the big names <laughs> now th- this, is, this is how it happens right Dharmic and I sit around we're like okay what are we going to do who are we going to book And there was a friend of ours. His name is Paul Cantor. Shouts to Paul. Paul called me and he said, "You know what? You have way too many complex magazine guests." And I said, "All right, Paul, you really have a point." I'm like, "Who should I get?" And then Paul was like, "Get Andy." Mm. I'm like, "Andy?" He's like, "Yeah, Andy from the Fader." And that's how we got Andy because of Paul Cantor. Shouts
1: out to Paul then
3: because he he had this great idea. and now we're here,
1: mm-hmm. and
3: we'd like our guest to introduce himself
2: to
1: New York City.
2: What's up, New York City? Although you gotta
1: gotta get closer gotta to the mic. Get closer to the mic. Yes, yes. There you are. There I'm you are. A rookie here. I'm a rookie here on the mic. You now, <laughs> no, thanks, Darmic
2: and uh, Peter for having me, and uh, shout out to Paulie. I did not know that. But Paul
3: Paul is behind a lot of my decisions. He's like, a, you know, he's my right hand man. He's a good right hand man. Yeah, I mean, he had this great idea, and then Dharmic was like, this is a great idea.
1: Did, were you down for this idea? Yes, of course I was down for this idea, Don't man. lie, don't lie. Oh, come on, man. Of course I wanted this to happen. Uh, you know, I've never really had the opportunity to to interact with people from the fader it just seems feels like it's its own uh separate entity like separated from everything else in a way yeah yeah interesting i mean i've definitely we've we've had we've been into the office actually a couple times um you know particularly on uh more of the cornerstone side of things but never really run into people from the actual fader
2: we are a mysterious bunch not really (laughs) <laughs> I've
1: seen Peter a bunch of times. Yeah, uh,
2: we just got to get Dharmic into the into the mix.
3: We got to beat him into the family, you know. You know, there, there's one of your. I don't want to move too fast. Uh-oh. But from the Fader Cornerstone family, there's this wonderful recording studio out in Williamsburg. It's called the Rubber Track Studio, and I think that's about as close to the Fader and the Cornerstone as I get. I befriended a, a nice guy there. His name is uh, Ben Hamin, uh, Ben Ben Julia and ben runs the studio he works at the studio there yep and i I go drop in every now and then and he gives me some nice shiny shoes and he gives me shoes for kelly and uh some nice t-shirts and that's the hookup that i'm gonna start there rubber tracks
2: yeah
3: awesome idea And, and can you tell us more about rubber tracks So Rubber Tracks was the idea of
2: a guy named Jeff Cottrell at Converse. He's the uh, chief marketing officer. He had this vision a long time ago uh, to have a studio that was a give back to the community, that didn't keep the music that kids were recording, you know, let them walk with their masters, um, and just really had this vision of it being community-based, Really tapped in to all the local businesses and have connections to the local businesses. So a lot of the metal work that was done in the shop was done by the uh, people right next door, metal workers. They designed a lot of stuff in there, uh, custom like chandeliers and lighting fixtures, and it's just been a a thing where you know kids have an opportunity that couldn't afford studio time um you know they're not signed artists though we do you know book time with some bigger artists bono actually recorded in there with uh, tiesto wow um, yeah so we've had some big names in there also but it's a it's a long-term you know project that's really about goodwill and support for the music community
1: <laughs> yeah i've i've actually never been there weirdly enough but it, it's had a. Uh... It's. I've definitely heard great things about it, and I think that's the the beauty of it. The opportunities for people to kind of go there, and you have sim- There are similar studios, uh, such as Red Bull. You know, they have their their studio, but that's a little more, I guess, exclusive and, and limited. Whereas this is a little more of an inviting space, I would say. No. Well, I'm
2: not sure. Okay, it, it's an open format. So there's a there's a site, and you fill out a form, and you get approved or not. Mm. It really, it really depends. But they try to, you know, they try to do not too many events there, so they keep it open for as much studio time for for people as possible.
3: Yeah, and I, I'm going to tell you something. There's a there's a group out of New York that uh, called uh, Racking. Yes. And um, uh, I don't know, a few years ago, I was trying to work with them, and, and we were in conversation about me managing them or whatnot. And the first move I made for them. I said, we're going to go, and you guys are going to practice. We're going to go over to Rubber Tracks. I called Ben, and Ben brought in Rat King. Fast forward a few years later, they're on the cover of The Fader.
2: Nice work, my friend.
3: Which is pretty awesome, you know. I mean, having that space there and having, you know, not an open-door policy, but a relaxed atmosphere where artists on the come-up can actually come in, interact with other artists who are working you know and what they may be working on a studio and working in general you know on, on the road and i think it's a great great place it's a very creative atmosphere and i i'm usually against corporate sponsored stuff sure mm-hmm. not for any reason but i i feel that you know a lot of brands jump in and and just hump whatever's the thing of the moment in order for for financial gain which obviously that's how the world works but for something about the converse relationship that you guys have at uh, cornerstone and the fader it seems a bit more organic definitely organic and uh, you know
2: I, I understand where you're coming from and i think there's a there's always like a tight balance that needs to be struck between you know uh the corporate interests and the community and the culture and and i think the biggest thing that they do is allow people to keep their music you know and i think integrating themselves into the community and working with all the local businesses when they do catering you know going to the places in, the, in that neighborhood i think they really have made a concerted effort not to look or be you know not, it doesn't even matter what they look like it's what they actually do it's their actions in the in the, in the community and what they've done that i think allow it to uh, to be a, a great give back
1: yeah I, you know i think the other thing i wanted to talk on there are events that happen in in uh the studio and there was a well, rather infamous event that has happened in the last year which involved rat king rat king performed and uh there was another performer there uh he goes by the name of trinidad james and uh that created loads and loads of controversy and i think ultimately led to the situation where we are now where he's Left the label Or the label said bye to him And uh, he's gone So you know what? How do you guys Put together these events and, and is it Converse behind it? Is it you guys have a say-so there? Like how do these events Kind of come together?
2: One of the, the roles we play In all of that Is as curators uh, Of artists Whether it's a emerging artist Like Rat King Unknown artists That we're giving You know shots to Or someone who's a little bit Further along But you know Has some buzz So we book and converse work. We work really closely with those guys on you know who the artists are going to be, and but um, we we definitely drive that talent selection. And uh, you know sometimes artists are going to be artists
3: <laughs> and say crazy stuff. So and and, and you want that. <laughs> I mean, I, as a yeah. as a, I have a background in show promotion, and you know what, you can only wish that something crazy happens on stage at your concert. You know, not not something in, in the a sense where someone's going to be physically harmed, right? But something crazy, you know, like when you think of great rap shows, you think of Old Dirty Bastard running up on stage at Irving Plaza, and who did he beat up?
1: Oh, I, I don't remember, but I, that I, th- was I, I,
3: I think it was Black Thought.
1: W- yes can someone was. fact check that it was black thought
3: odb did yes it was black thought ran right on stage and it you know there are these little things I, I once saw a de la soul show at the palladium and i saw you know a, another rapper who was on at the time start a fight with de la soul as they were on stage like he grabbed the rap you know i think pasta leg or but these are things that stick out in my mind like you want something weird to happen because that's always going to keep the conversation going is, is that, am I wrong?
1: No, I think uh, all publicity is is good publicity is sometimes the motto for things like that. Uh, and although, you know, with this era, it didn't, it didn't get physical at all in that scenario. There was no physical violence. So in that way, it's even better because nobody got hurt. And uh, people were talking for, for a long time after that.
2: Yeah, I think you want these guys to feel the freedom to say whatever they want on the mic. I think, you know, to Peter's point, you don't want people getting, you know, beaten up. There's no need for that stuff uh but that goes on as we all know um you know we've experienced some of that stuff in the past and you know there's only so much you could do about it but yeah i mean you want some of these guys saying crazy things because you know we're in a culture now where someone's there and they're going to tweet about it and then this guy's going to retweet and then it's going to catch fire and you know people are going to be talking so
3: yeah uh, speaking of concerts and and this is going to lead to something i wanted to talk to you about this week or these past couple weeks in the news there have been stories about people who are dying at music festivals, I believe, uh, at the Mad Decent
1: Festival. One person died One at the Mad Decent. One person died. In Maryland. And and
3: you're starting to see these stories a bit a bit more often than you want to see them, mm-hmm. right? The, the last thing you want to see as a show promoter is people dying <laughs> at your festival. Like, yeah. Let's be honest. It's pretty safe to say. Yeah. It's pretty safe to say. I... I'm a huge fan of South by Southwest, Andy. And I'm a huge fan of the Fader Fort, which I think is one of the greatest music festivals on the planet. I well, don't know if, if you would call it a music fe- Do you that, guys call it a music festival?
2: Definitely. definitely.
3: Like it's, it's a music festival. I mean, it's four days,
2: 45 artists, all different genres, 50,000 people come through. So it's definitely a festival. Can
3: Can, can you tell our listeners who don't, Know what the Fader Fort is, and who haven't been down to Austin for South by? Yeah, I mean the Fader Fort started
2: 14 years ago out of a hotel room downtown in in Austin, and to me, all good things start that way. They start or as like ideas, and then they grow and evolve. Like we never set out and said we want to do a 50,000 person festival. So we worked with Levi's back then, and it started by just seeding pairs of jeans to artists in the room, and one of the artists, and I, I can't remember who it was, started playing some music and we just kind of had this idea that you know it's there's 1500 bands running all over austin it's hard to see everyone you want to see so why not pull them all into one place in a relaxed environment and fader style where we cover so many different genres of music bring a great mix you know highly curated mix of artists into one spot so we took over a space at the end of sixth street and then we ended up moving one more time and then we move to a, a five city block open field full build out you know where we've been now for the past seven years and we'll be there again in march 2015 um but yeah it's a full uh it holds about 2,000 people at a given time it's open from noon to nine at night and it's artists like ranging from you know indie rock bands djs dance music world music hip-hop r&b um, and we f- keep it the same way we curate the magazine, which is being first with artists and giving artists their first spot. It was the first place you know, that a lot of big artists broke, uh, like from... Amy Winehouse. Amy, Amy Winehouse, um, uh, Florence and the Machines, Black Lips. Um, Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator. Uh, it's, it's been a, a great legacy down there that, that we've built. Kendrick Lamar.
3: And, mm-hmm. and not only that, I want to point out to people who aren't familiar with South by Southwest. I, I've been attending South by Southwest for about 15 years. And the South by Southwest you see today is much different than the South by Southwest you saw 15 years ago. For the obvious reasons, there's more rap now. There, there's, rap has a way bigger presence there. Yeah, And, and a, a lot of that has to do with uh, Matt Sanzala who was working at South by Southwest and is a huge rap fan and, and really helped bring rap into the fold. But what you see now, and the fader can take full responsibility for this. <laughs> there, there there are a lot of acts that you guys could sit and claim, but one thing you can claim is the commercialization of South by Southwest and the rush for every brand to be there and set up their Doritos stage and their Tampax stage I, I am I wrong for, by am I kissing your butt? But that, that I I feel like Levi's and the Fader, pretty much opened the door for everyone else.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I'm more proud of working with Matt and being the first ones to bring hip hop to South by Southwest because that was at the Fader Fort. We brought. Uh, Bun B, Ching Chingo Bling and a bunch of the Houston guys down we flew Ghostface in and Before th- I'd been going to South by now for 20 years um, And before that I couldn't even remember ever seeing a rap act down there So we just thought it would be cool to mix it up. It was starting to feel tired You know, we were already eight years deep into doing the fort and we had mostly indie rock bands um, so we brought brought some of those guys and then the year after that it just kept building and building and now it's pretty much evenly split on our lineup but i think for the commercialization i mean i think what we did was we built really cool integrations and really natural integrations with brands like converse and jack daniels budweiser brands that make sense you know for like a cool rustic like outdoor festival so you know what everybody else wanted to do on the heels of that and and there are some of the brands that you mentioned that came to us saying we want to do this there and we we said no you know there's just a lot of things that have been going on that are things that no matter how much money they offered us it, it just would not be
3: something that we could be down for nice well we're here with andy cohen yes of the fader we're going to play some music and we'll be back Dharmic, can you cue some music up?
1: Yes, yes, yes. You're listening
3: to 89.1 FM on the FM dial. You may be listening on the TuneIn Radio app or WNYU.org. This is Peter Oasis with Dharmic X, and let's play some music. Hey, New York City, what's up? You're listening to 89.1 FM wnyu we're broadcasting from the basement of a building on the beautiful campus of new york university in greenwich village on this summer night peter oasis is here that's me of course dharmic is here he's tweeting something as yes, usual
1: always tweeting the playlist so that you guys know what we're playing and, and where can they find that? Well, they can find uh, the playlist either online on wnyu.org. It's being updated live. And they can also find it on my Twitter at DharmicX, D H A R M I C X. And we still have Andy Kahn. Yes. I'm still here. You are still here. You made it. Thank you. I Andy, made it. Andy. Break.
3: Andy is, are you the president? I am the president and publisher. Isn't that so official? Of The Fader. So official. This is however. exciting, D'Armic.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's been uh, awesome to have you here and have somebody, you know, who has a wide range of experiences beyond just, you know, on the publication side, but also integrating bra- brands with hip hop and the culture and the live aspect of it, which we talked about in great detail in the previous break, you know. It's it's been an honor to have you, man. Cool. Thanks. I I really appreciate it. This
3: is a lot of fun. Now, you're a New Yorker? Yes, sir. Okay, good, good. You know, we tried. I try to book as many New Yorkers as possible. Darmic being from Boston, he likes to drag in all these uh, <laughs> Boston rap types, and I'm fine with that. But I'm a New Yorker. I rep for New York.
1: Technically, I was born here.
3: All right, we know Darmic.
1: I have to keep bringing for those that
3: in up. The audience who don't know, Darmic was. Born somewhere in Hunts Point in the Bronx on the side of a road because (laughs) his mother was on the way to the hospital. Wow. And they
1: ran out of gas. Jesus. And was. (laughs) Wow. No, I grew up there, man. Did I just remix the story? You just totally made up something. I don't know where you got that from. Shout out to Albert Einstein University, which is where my parents were, and that's where I was raised for two years. That's not
3: as exciting as you being born on the side of the
1: road. Not as exciting. Your parents' car stalled. That was a better story. That was a great story, but let's not bring that. It's like the time he said I couldn't swim or something crazy. He's just making Indians stuff up about don't me. don't swim. Get out of here, man! Get out of here, Jesus!
3: Again, we have Andy Cohen of <laughs> uh, The Fader. <laughs> Andy, man, yeah. how are you adjusting to this uh, basement life here? I-, I love it. I'm used to the smell now.
2: You know, so if there was one, <laughs> I don't. F- I'm not feeling it anymore in my, uh, you know,
3: my nasal passages, but i'm I'm so embarrassed we We have a special guest in the other room who's going to come through later and say what's up, and he yes. walked into the room and I'm blinded by the spray that p. d Cologne sprayed <laughs> in. I could barely see <laughs> you.
1: It was your call, you know I'm gonna, gonna you're gonna have to take the fall for this one. I mean, we could
3: light incense, but then we run the risk of you know setting the studio on fire,
1: or setting a fire alarm, which would be even worse. Can yeah, you Andy, imagine no. hearing it like while we were on air? that would just annoy everybody.
3: you know, Andy. We tried so hard to impress you. We were like, what can we do to impress you? We're like we could order pizzas. <laughs> we were like, what can we do? And I'm like, what do you get the man who has everything? Huh? What do we get you? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> we're such losers. I need
1: nothing. I need
3: nothing. That's a good man right there. A man of little.
1: You know, one of the things you know, I was asking around, uh, preparing for this this show, and I, I wanted to ask what people's you know opinions or perspectives of was of the fader, and unanimous. Everybody I asked, the one word that kept coming up was quality everybody said the same thing that the fader is known for quality when you think fader when you think the content on the site and the the magazine the print itself and the stock and everything the one word automatically is quality now you guys have been doing this for quite some time and it feels like it's been a very consistent thing this this quality Uh, how do you maintain that standard and and how important is that to you
2: it's really important i mean for us it's, it's quality like you said through print digital everything that we touch everything our brand touches like fader touches has to be quality um, or we won't do it Um, i think it's really important because i think today's media world is so uh, oversaturated. there's so much white noise out there in the space like the way to cut through in our opinion you know is by sticking to what we set out to do and that's you know discover artists from different genres write about them tell their stories and do it in a really quality way from photography to writing um, you know to the layout and design of the magazine we're about to uh, to launch a new website um, in a week uh, so that's really exciting we've been working on that for a year and Part of the mission for that was to really, you know, make a site that was a lot nicer looking than the one that we currently have, um, and also it's been designed for mobile. But yeah, I mean, content and quality for us, it's it's the most important thing above everything else.
1: Yeah. And speaking of that, actually, it's funny because we had, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, we had the uh, editor-in-chief of Complex, Noah Callahan-Bever, and right as they were announcing the cover of Complex, which was, it's just Kendrick and, and Lana, and, you know, we, we had reached out to you weeks in advance because, you know, we like to set things up in advance. Peter had sent the email out a while ago, and lo and behold, you know, you're coming here, and you also have the cover coming out. I, I sometimes think Peter is a is a philosopher with these Decisions. I mean,
3: <laughs> let me compliment you on the Nicki Minaj cover and the photos that I've seen so far online. Thank you. Great, and that now I I went and I clicked through to peep the photographer's portfolio, who I guess is a, a man from Brazil. Yep, Joao. Joao. Okay, wait. I, I know Kelly. Kelly's listening back back home in Brooklyn. We were staring at his name on the screen and we're like, "How do you pronounce this?" You know, a Ch- Chinese girl and. And myself were like, uh, how do you say this guy's name? But bigger than his name, his work is really awesome. And I think you guys made Nikki look so natural, where a lot of times Nikki looks like a uh, you know, Japanese uh, you know, pop star or whatnot. I, it's such a beautiful cover. How is this the first time you work with that photographer? Yeah, I believe he shot a fashion piece for us, but
2: he's an incredible photographer and he uh his work like speaks for really speaks for itself so we we thought when we had the opportunity to have an exclusive Nicki Minaj you know cover um and interview we wanted to really go with uh you know with our like top guns on that one
3: nice so yeah we
2: had, we had a great writer Carrie Batan she does a lot of writing for Fader and for Pitchfork and some other music sites um, but I just want to make one clarification. The Lana Del Rey issue actually came out two months ago.
1: Right? No, I was referring to complexes. Oh, okay. Which was two weeks ago. They announced their covers, which was Kendrick and, and Lana. Yeah. No, you guys did yeah, Lana, and yeah. and you had four covers in uh, yep. one go there. Summer music issue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that that was that happened before. I was I was referring to our guest two weeks ago. <laughs> yes, Lana is very popular, so.
2: <laughs> extremely popular. I cannot believe how many fans that girl has. I really did not have any idea before we posted that piece.
3: Peter's a big fan of, of Lana. Yeah, I, I can't say... Her her latest album, I think, is okay. Her her debut album, to me, that's that gets a lot of play. I know that uh, my buddy, Emil Haney, worked on, on her album. Did you guys know that both
2: beyonce albums didn't sell as much as that first lana album her last two albums combined
1: really were outsold. how lana is
2: that even by, possible? by lana's first album that's it's, kind it's, of amazing
3: a and it is amazing because i when i first heard it i was like i questioned <laughs> okay which is funny when, when i first heard lana's album i i had seen emil um you know a month later and i i went up to emil the producer and i said were you inspired this is giving me the vibe of Mary J. Blige's What's the 411 album, where, for those who aren't familiar, that's, I think, one of Puffy's greatest accomplishments in his his amazing career, is taking the style of um, a mixtape DJ, blend tape, and turning it into an album where you have these like hip-hop beats and, and someone singing over them. And Lana's debut album... Is very similar to Mary J. Blige's album The beats on her album On Lana's album Are harder than a lot of rap beats On a lot of commercial rap records And and I think that's why I'm more of a fan of her debut album Being a rap fan are you much of a rap fan? What do you listen to when you go home? I like to ask people whoever comes through here. I'm a big rap fan. I mean, I always have been. Like, I I
2: call myself like born and bred in the Walk This Way generation because 1986 is literally right when I started buying CDs, and the first CDs I ever bought, you know, were Raising Hell, Licensed to Ill, you know, Public Enemy uh, records. Um, fat boys, so I, I was that very typical suburban, you know white kid that just was blown away when I saw You know what run D M C MC was doing and uh, I had a friend whose older brother, you know Gave me the king of rock cassette tape and I just was all in you know But I but I always loved all genres of music. I mean not opera too much, but um, You know hip-hop indie rock. Uh, I'm not a big dance music fan mm. uh, not I did all. Enjoy... Come on, man! Nah, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I love a lot of DJs and a lot of you know producers that, that make some really cool stuff. But uh, I'm not into the whole EDM world too much.
3: Yeah, I, th- some, I, think, I think. I think our our backgrounds in rap and the first time I was exposed to rap was the same albums that you just mentioned. You know, in addition, um, LL Cool J's "Bigger and Deffer," which like to any to Guido. Yeah, exactly. To any Guido in Queens, okay, you got got to remember. So if you grew up in Queens or you know in any of the uh, the towns that border Queens on on the Long Island side, you know you knew a lot of the references. And as a kid, because I was a kid, when I heard someone talk about you know say like Hollis Hollis Avenue, Farmers Boulevard, Farmers Boulevard, like you knew. As the only reference as a kid was driving in your parents' car out exactly. to Green Acres or wherever we were going and, and seeing these streets. So now you had something as a middle class, you know, New Yorker. Yep. You know, and you're like, wow, these are streets that I hear of. And you're just like, this is so awesome. And, and LL Cool J especially, he dressed like a Guido. You know, he wore like these track suits. Like, I totally related to him. And I, I, I thought it was awesome, and I think dharmic w- When were you first exposed to rap?
1: You're gonna hear something so. <laughs> yes, it's totally not what you guys Is that a mortal said. technique or a no, press? no, 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 no? See, no, <laughs> my start is you I, I went to a, a public high school in the city of Boston, and this is 2006. So I entered ninth grade in 2006, and. That meant whatever was playing on the radio, whatever my friends were listening to, was what I was listening to. The biggest record that summer was T.I.'s What You Know About That. So that's kind of my entry point. Like this Down South Snap music, like Lean With It, Rock With It, What You Know, um, Laffy Taffy by D4L, um You know, the next year, I think Soldier Boy came out. Like, that's my entry point, which is funny because you mentioned, like, artists like Immortal Technique and Dead Prez and all of that. I kind of grew over time. I I found that, but that wasn't my entry point at all. It was, you know, a lot of Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was really starting to the mixtape wheezy. Like, we would be running through halls, right, reciting all his verses. Like, you know, that was kind of the era that I came up in. You
3: know, Now, do, Dharmic, do you take the time to go back and, and listen to these albums that Andy and I are, are, are talking about? Yeah, I do. Like, d- 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 I think you should. I mean, do, have you ever heard Raising Hell? That's yeah, I a g- did. a great rap album.
1: I did. I mean, there's a... See, the thing The thing is, I can't... I'm not maybe encyclopedic with it, but there's just so many albums, you know? Like, you, you start and you go back. What I did, especially when I was starting to listen to rap music, though, is I would do some research and make sure that I understood, like, the full history of it, at least new songs from, like, everybody. And so I would be, like... I would have like Rakim Records and DJ Khaled Records at the same time because, you know, everybody was playing DJ Khaled. You have to have DJ Khaled. But you also, I wanted to hear the Rakims and, you know, the Public Enemies and the Kool G Raps and, and, and all of it. NWA, like everything. I needed to hear everything well, in order I, to I res- really get it.
3: Yeah, I respect that you took the time to go back and and learn the history. Indeed. I feel that a, a lot of people today don't go back and they don't know where it started from and they can't make the connection. I, I Every rapper that comes out today, I could trace him back, you know, to whoever, you know. A rapper comes out, oh, uh, that's action, uh, that's, you know, whoever. Right. That's, yeah. This guy is ripping this guy off, this guy's heavily influenced. So when there are, what I'm trying to say is that I just get really upset that people don't respect the old school and I know I'm going to sound like your old uncle Darmic but I feel that there's no respect for the old school at all I, I agree with I, you I feel that there's a place in, in the media and this this is wh- wh- where I, I lead to you Andy to kind of pay, pay respects to the guys who la- uh, laid the groundwork I mean
0: yeah
2: I mean I think it's important not only in hip hop but in all music and culture you know to be able to kind of have a frame of reference and realize when something's derivative or not you know realize when something's fresh and have that perspective and you can't have that perspective unless you go back mm-hmm. you know and you do a little digging and today with access it's so easy and quick i mean it's a late night spiraling surfing wake up at you know realizing three in the morning that you've just been you know, reading like one thing after the next, after the next, and to me, that's the discovery. It doesn't have to be new to be discovered. Like you can go back and discover and have a lot of those same experiences that you would with like a kid, like you know, like like Bobby Schmurda, you know, coming out out of nowhere. You know, the same discovery experience with him. Someone, you know, can go back and really experience uh, that stuff all over again.
1: Yeah, or really I- for the first, you know, for the first time. And I think that's kind of what makes good writing about the genre, too. I think going back to what you were saying, the ability to reference that, oh, this person sounds like this, you know, this something that's already come before. At the same time, appreciating it for the new act that it is and the new energy that it has, but also tying it back. I think that's very important.
2: One thing that we've done in the past like we do a thing i don't know if you guys have ever seen it's the icon issue and the reason why we do an icon issue we have six issues a year two covers on each issue so that's 12 artists right we we feel that there's no frame of reference anymore for these young kids that are our readers you know the young cool kid that needs to know about you know these artists like rat king or whoever it is before everybody else does you know what's their frame of reference so we take like one issue and we pick an icon every year it's been artists like Aaliyah. Biggie, uh, Miles Davis, Nina Simone, um, at Jerry Garcia. So we take artists that we feel that these kids don't know anything about, other than a name and maybe a couple of songs, and we reintroduce these artists through the lens of the young kids that we're covering. So we'll we'll talk to the young rappers about Big and about you know Aaliyah. Uh, we'll talk to young indie rock bands, you know, from every or artists from every genre. Um, about different icons and and we piece together these issues to give like a new frame of reference on those artists like shabba ranks there was kids that were reading the fader that never they thought he was a new artist when we put him on the cover they didn't even know who he was we saw comments like that that's you know so i think we as uh journalists and as a media entity that focuses so much on being first you know and so early I think it's almost part of our responsibility to kind of play a little bit of
3: that like history role and th- and that's how we do that. Yeah, I, I mean I respect that. I, I just feel that everything is so in the now. It's so current. Everyone wants to be up on what's now and they'll they'll throw you away in, in, in two months, Man. three months. You're gone, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a, a, aside from the responsibility that The Fader has, that you guys have of, of, you know, exposing artists who who are legends, who pave the way, you also have a responsibility. And I think what The Fader does very well is getting on board with artists who will have careers as opposed to just humping something that may be current. And and, and, and there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot to be said about that.
2: That's always the goal. I mean, is... We try to identify artists not because we think they're going to be the next big thing But because we think they're doing something really interesting pushing culture forward being innovative. Sometimes it's not even the best music per se, Mm. but they're doing something that's so out of the ordinary and and that's something that you can't trace back To an earlier rapper you can't put your finger on and those are the guys girls that you know, we we want to ride with and continuously cover as they develop their careers, but sometimes those careers go away You know, I think more often than not we have a good handle on someone that we feel like who's gonna have some staying power You know, I think a good example is Trinidad like Dharmic you were talking about before, you know Trinidad rode off of one song in a video you know, and got a lot of buzz, got signed to Def Jam, and it all happened really fast, and now here we are a year, a year later, and do I think his career's over? No. I think he has, you know, a lot of potential, and he might be in a better space to do what he needs to do on his own than with Def Jam, but still... You know, I think for us, we, you know, we need to have an ongoing relationship with these artists, support them in different ways, give them opportunities, you know, performing at live events, um, you know, covering them on the site and and in the magazine and really, you know, being a consistent, like, support system. Especially as a curator, we're not a critic, so we don't write about everything. Mm -hmm. We just focus on, on the stuff that we like.
1: I think that's an interesting point in and of itself, the difference between a curator and a critic. You know, because a lot of people, you have an, an issue sometimes with yeah. with media not taking uh, artists into account. We, it's a ten oh eight, by the way, um, but not putting, not uh, t- you know, being too lenient on artists. I think is your sometimes your uh, issue with with the media in general.
3: Yes, that's true, Dharma. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that. Well,
1: I mean, it's there's two different
2: it's two different approaches. You know, you're going to be... I never believed in reviews. I never believed in how many mics you're going to get on an album, how many stars you're going to get. Like, to me, it's one cranky rock rap critic who sits in a room with a record for 48 hours and has to write 500 words on something. And, and I just don't... I don't see it in this day and age. You go listen to it and hear it for yourself. I mean, so, the true
3: test is stage on the stage. Yep. Mm. For me... It's like you hear the music once you see it on stage that seals the deal I don't care what the critic says cause like you said Andy or maybe you didn't say but I'm gonna say is a lot of these writers they're sitting at home or they're sitting somewhere they're kinda angry and, and god forbid they listen to something that they don't like they're gonna trash it now it's fine I guess we're all entitled to opinions and music critics do have opinions but that selfishness on the writer's side could really lead to the downfall of an artist. And I think a lot of times some artists get heat that they don't deserve. Mm -hmm. And yes... Is it time for a PSA,
1: Darmic? Well, yeah. I think we have about uh, 20 minutes left. I think maybe we I, do there, a PSA. There's someone in the other room we'll the I would PSA? like to read the PSA. Okay, so why don't we, can, why don't can we, we get call into some, him in? Why don't we get into some music, and then we'll do the PSA after?
3: Okay. A couple songs, and we'll get to our 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 second special guest. Yes. It's like a party up. in here. Yeah. So why don't we get into the music? WNYU FM 89.1, Andy Cohen,
0: Peter Oasis, and Darmic X. Peace. Hey, yo. What's the secret to being a great dad? Well, here's the clue dad should be a verb it's something that you do catch and hug and read and play have you been a dad today this has been a public a public service from wnyu and
1: the man the myth the legend combat jack salute salutes what's up dominic what's up man thank you for coming that's a good crazy surprise here
0: man you know you know i love what you guys are doing man you guys are having great guests. You know what's up, man. What's up, Andy? What's going on, man? Back? You sound good too, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to get a
2: flow going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel comfortable on the you mic? Know, I think you're you coming in here making me feel comfortable. Like you know, Darmic and Peter keeping me, uh, you know, on point. Well, so we got you, man. We got you. I need a louder voice, though. That's Darmic's piston. That's right. All right. No, you, you nah, you're you're You'll come
1: into it, man. You'll you, come into it. You got better as it as we went along thank you that means a lot so what's up man not much not much so if you guys I mean, how often have you guys met I've, this is our I've, first time I've meeting never met oh wow but i've just been a fan
2: and i know the man
0: thank you and and likewise man I, I was telling andy during the break man that i'm a huge fan of um fader fort at south by southwest thank you um well, you know down in south by southwest i feel whenever i'm down there that's the place to be that's the spot yeah it, you know it's real comfortable and you got you got great music and great art and and great women and great food and Great drinks. It's just a great scene, man.
2: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. That's a big labor of love for us.
0: Yeah, it's fun. That's what it, that's what it is. It's fun. Yeah. I've never been there. You've I've never, never been, been to nah, south. By we gotta it. get
2: Dharmic down there. Darmic,
0: <laughs> you gotta go down there. You maybe.
2: may never come back.
0: <laughs> it's really like that. It's awesome. It's it's nice. It's 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 the times that I've gone. I, the last time I was there was 2 years ago and it was good energy. It's great energy.
2: And you know what? It's it's a great like one time a year where you get to see and catch up with a lot of people that you don't get to see, you know, in this crazy business with people traveling all over the place. So it's nice. How was it last year? It was amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was that that issue with the kid that ran over some pedestrians oh that
2: yeah that wasn't at the fort that was downtown right yeah but that didn't
0: really impact the mood of the festival i'd say the the
2: day after it did i mean you know a lot of people really really down i mean you know it's it's amazing that it hasn't happened before down there to be honest with the amount of people flooding into the streets and they do a great job of trying to control it but you know how those things go i
0: just hope that that event doesn't lead to more stringent it's um, going to presence you know police it's presence to. which then becomes a you know yeah a, a hassle
2: bummer, for yeah. everybody but you know i think they gotta they gotta make some changes uh just to to address and, yeah, and exactly. make some people happy but, to make a lot uh, of people happy but yeah but no we we have a nice little contained environment over there and kind of we're in our little bubble so
0: yeah i, I, like, I like that bubble this it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good bubble. bubble yeah good bubble
1: yeah i mean it's kind of legendary it's you've had uh Moments there. I remember I was in like freshman in, in college when I think the 2011 one where uh, You know Diddy came out. I think that was the one where Diddy came out, right? Yeah, the, was that the you, one with little B? Yeah That was, that Diddy was and little
2: B. That was with Little B. Don't ask me how I pulled that one off. It was one of the strangest uh, That was a that was an interesting moment for sure But we had we had Kanye the year before he came right off the glow-in-the-dark tour got on stage and killed it with I mean, Erica Badu comment Mr. Hudson and all of his good music crew but he I mean that's crazy that was the but, moment but
0: going back to the, the Little B one man like Little B and Puff that was like at the height of like little b mania yeah
2: mm-hmm. i think it's like it was the height of little b kind of overtaking the hip-hop internet you know yes. and i think puffy you know was real real uh he was great he wanted to introduce him you know he was there just to hang out that was all improvised that was none of that was planned i,
0: I can't see you planning that no, <laughs> no. i mean little b and puff like yeah no. where does that happen
2: just... we had been trying to get puff to come down for a while just to hang and just to check out south by because we thought we would we thought he would like it right you know and uh finally he's like 2 days before that he's like I'm coming you know I'm just coming to hang out we're like you don't have to do anything just come have fun chill and uh you know
0: he caught he caught he, the he, he caught the spirit he, from B we said man that's he got
2: it's based. puff it's puff you see 2000 people he got based he did yeah. get based but you see 2000 people out there you yeah. get a microphone on a stage and puff i mean that's just that's why puff is puff like, yeah i, I
0: love puff man he's I, the best. i want people ask me all the time like who i want to interview like i really want to interview puff because i know we'll have a good time
2: yeah like, we you should know,
0: ho- we should hook that up nah, rob, I would rob love
2: stone to. rob stone you know the founder of, yeah. of the fader rob's he's a good uh, dude i met rob rob's yeah. a good dude rob's a great dude and you know he goes back to the days of big and he helped puff start bad boy yeah, he's
0: got I've, see, I've seen him on instagram yeah. yeah stunting yeah with big
2: he still gets uh he still gets tweeted at and instagram with uh with little c's oh yeah
0: oh, that's yeah. crazy man
2: wow yeah. yeah it's funny so you guys have been at it for 11 years huh uh 15 for fader i i came in in 2003 so okay. i've i've been there 11 years wow. but yeah faders uh we're in our 15th year this year that's dope man so, yeah thanks
1: that's been, a big milestone Fifteen. Fun.
2: yeah it's been a great run
0: you know what's crazy though 15 like because it's post-millennium mm-hmm. like it's it's a it's a it's a sizable amount of years but i don't know if this happens to you but because it's post-millennial it like anything that happened after two thousand and one seems like it was just yesterday.
2: It does. It does. I just think, yesterday. That doesn't happen to me. I'm sorry. Well, you're
0: yeah you're yeah you're growing up in the in yes. The, these are your wonder years. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> you know we we stay we stay so also on the cutting edge of like being first on stuff. So for us it's like every every time we put out a new magazine it's like we just launched. You know. So it, it's not like we started in a certain place and now we're something different. Like we're constantly you know just putting out you know, putting that you, guy on the line. You should
0: appreciate this. My my eldest son is 17 and in March, him and his uh, younger brother, 16-year-old brother, they flew out to China with their with their friends. They went to um, Shanghai and I remember him packing his his, his bags and, and, and the day that I drove him to the airport on top of his bags, he had the fader issue with um, King Cruel on the cover. Nice. And he was like, yo. And Young I, Thug. Yeah, and Young Thug. He's like, I'm about to get into this on the plane. And That's cool. So, so, I love I, hearing that. So, It's funny, like, sometimes my barometer for what's hot is through my kids. So... You know, it's I'm almost that, there. that I rock with that I rock with Fader, and then I see my seventeen. Like, like he looks at me, and I look at him. Like we both have good taste.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I love that. That's <laughs> a,
0: that's a great story. But that's because that's and that's the truth. And, and, that's the, and that's who we want. Yeah.
2: We want we want people who just love music and just want to know about what's going on, and you know, like our taste in music. And
0: and, and what's crazy is seeing that cover was the first time I was introduced to King Crew. Like that's the first like oh, okay. like who's this kid? I know Young Thug, but who's this other kid on on the cover?
1: He's interesting. He's—he's uh, he's, he's kind of—I feel like he's an acquired taste, at least to me. I got put on to him like 2011 or 2012, like around there.
2: Rappers love King. Cruel. Yes, love King. Cruel.
0: Is it the melodies? Is it like the. the...
2: I think it's his production right i think it's the melodies i think it's uh i think he has like a this kind of dark quality to him yeah that they are attracted to i mean i was uh, i was just talking to travis scott he was ta- start talking about king cruel every rapper in the past three months that i've talked to i swear talks about king Kruel. Yeah.
0: So, but there you go man in terms of like being on the cusp of being first once again to capture that movement
2: yeah i mean you know we try, we now, try. You, you guys do we miss it once in a while, too. Hey,
1: man, That's you okay. Know. it's part of the game. You yeah. Charge it to the game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You guys have very been very successful so far, and I, I think it's a... What, what motivates you to, to keep doing this and keep, in a way, relaunching, as you said it?
2: I think it's our love of music. At the end of the day, the thing about, like, John Cohen, myself, Rob Stone, like, the guys that, you know, run that place down to the mailroom guys, like we all love music, we're passionate about music, we need to know what's going on, we need to check out the new, whatever's new, you know, we have our, our network of people that turn us on to stuff, DJs, producers, friends, just, you know, and, and we just eat it up, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's that, it's that drive to just like, love, love music, put music on in the car, on your headphone, wherever you are, we all love it, and, and I think that's what's made our business so successful.
0: What are you listening to right now?
2: Right now, I'm listening to the, actually to the new Jeremiah mixtape. Uh, I think Jeremiah is about to blow. Um, not like I'm calling a huge shot here, because he's <laughs> on top, you know. Radio top top forty radio right now with uh, heavy rotation, but I think he's an artist that uh, a lot of people have been waiting to see more from, and now he has a full album coming out. I gotta September. check
1: that out. The yeah. single is is pretty yeah. good. The, yeah. the DJ Mustard one yeah, with YG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of that one. Let me ask yeah. you, man. And I, the Bobby Shmurda mix.
0: Bob, I, mix Bobby, the mixtape. The mixtape. Oh, How's the tape? How's the tape? It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's, all right. it's all right. It's
2: all right. It's just a hit. It's all right. It's it's a hit. You know, he's got a hit song. And, it's an and,
0: infectious. And, yeah, it is. Hit.
2: And, and It'll be interesting to see what happens now.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. We had we were at a my wife just uh, launched a, a bake a bake shop And we had a, a soft uh, Launch last week a launch party and just blaze was was DJing nice. for us and he threw on the money you know, the shmoney yeah. dance and my wife and I and the kids we all went crazy yeah. like it, it's 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 but, that record of that's the moment what's fun about yeah. music
2: You know, there's the there's the artist that I mean, and he may be a career artist You know the, you you the know. jury's out. Yeah, yeah. But When something pops like that out of nowhere, that's the best. Yeah. It's the best.
0: You know what I've been listening to, man? I've been listening to... uh this past week and a half uh, mega philosophy called mega's album hmm. is great it's it's a it's a it's a it's, it's a out. it's a it's a venture with him and large Professor. So large professor did all the production on it and it's and it's awesome and there's this one cut have you have you heard the cut yeah, yeah, mars yeah, yeah yeah mars yeah it's 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 mega it's az mm-hmm. it's red man and it's styles p and that track is crazy like the transition on that record yeah it's, it's, and, it's, and, it's and it's it's coming from like such a um just like a good space like like he's philosophizing on, I on, on the industry out. and his career and he's not preaching it's just it's it's ill it's i've been in that group recently that's nice cool. that's
1: cool yeah for me i mean i i really like common's new album nobody's smiling i think you know common is one of those guys you get him with the right producer and it's amazing. You you get him with like a mix of people. It may not work right. out so well. Right. But this is you know no ID knows knows where to bring him. Well, they, I the mean, their their history exactly.
0: You know, I just interviewed Common. Yeah, and, and 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 you know, Common's coming from that position of you know I'm an elder statesman right now, and I, I've been so successful, and I am undoubtedly uh, a Chicago representative. So if there's anything I could do to to help. The current plight of Chicago, it's my duty to do it. And he, coming from that position, it's like it makes the project so interesting because cool. you, you want to hear how he's going to address it. And I think they did a great job, him and No ID, yes. you know, giving back to
1: Chicago. I think my favorite records on there No when No ID kind of sampled Adrian Young, kind of showing that it, the influence of Adrian Young yet again after Jay Z last year. Now, uh, these two, the last two of the bonus tracks, actually, Seven Deadly Sins and uh, Out on Bond. Like, yeah crazy records.
0: And the cover's crazy. The, the the cover with 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 him and um the cast from Chicago King Louis King Louis and um uh Little Herb Little Herb, Lil Herb. It, it, it's dope, man. It's dope. I mean, I think we're at this juncture, man, where you know, please like love ratchet like you know with no sense of guilt no obligation to but also listen to everything else that's out there man because because there's a lot of good music i think we're really fortunate and living in a time when there's a lot of good music
2: i, don't, I still don't know why people every year talk about this shit the yeah bad state of hip-hop because people like R&B. to complain
0: that's what we do right now i, on, I couldn't on, on disagree i couldn't disagree yeah. more there's and people there's, being lazy like you got to work you have I to mean, work to find it it's, it's kind of like it's not the same because you know back then you really had to dig to find your scene but it really you've still so got to dig laid, how lazy. to see it's just easier people to find your scene right now you know what i mean yeah but people are lazy i
2: mean because yeah. now it's easier than ever to, yeah. to, to find stuff or check stuff yeah yeah so but there's a lot of good stuff out there, man. There's a lot of young kids doing some really, really cool things. A lot of stuff to look forward to. Yep.
1: Definitely. I think Peter is its at time for Peter to get, get back on the mic. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, man. No doubt.
3: Whoa, what just happened, man? Combat Jack is here? How did that happen? Legendary. The internet. The power of the internet. internet.
2: I don't even feel worthy right now. Stop,
1: Stop.
3: <laughs> yeah, that... Don't. That's nuts. Well, you are listening to 89.1 FM WNYU live from Greenwich Village. As we always do at this time, we have a cool posse here setting up for their legendary rap show, which is called the Halftime Show. Mm-hmm. And And it's been such a great time. I'm so happy, Andy, that you were able to make it. I, I hope. I'm happy to. I, I want you to know that there, there's an open door here. If you, if you guys or anyone from the fader wants to come and talk, to we're, we're your psychiatrist. <laughs> I, I think I need more time on this couch. I mean, see, that's the thing. Our show is so short, and just as we're getting into it, combat comes in, and we're all ready to go and then the show's over <laughs> I know then man then it's time to go
2: well I appreciate you guys having me I, I really do and uh, this was a lot of fun thank you and, uh, thank, you. Yeah, thank you you guys man. are doing a great thing here yeah, It's. Uh, I hope that uh, we can do more yes, yeah, yes
3: definitely you know um, you know where to find Combat Jack that's mm-hmm. uh, SoundCloud the Combat Jack show is that iTunes, it iTunes yep iTunes Stitcher iHeartRadio you know where to find combat. Combat. You keep doing your thing, young man. Thank
0: you, <laughs> sir.
3: You're, you're looking great. Thank you, sir. When combat came in here, he gave me this like. Uh, he killed me with his uh, Haitian comments. Uh, my my few Haitian friends that I have, they they always comment. Uh, they always like uh, really. Uh, how you say, Darmic? I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah, what are you trying to say? <laughs>
0: I'm
3: trying to say you're true to your brand. There you go. On brand. He's on brand. Not
0: in character though.
3: <laughs> so, uh, next, who do we have coming up on our show um, next week? We have a guy named Rob Love and a dude named Keith Murray, who's a, a <laughs> member of the just uh, some guy uh, named Keith Murray. Some guy named Keith Murray, <laughs> who's a member of the uh, Hit Squad. You, you know what? There was he made a record <laughs> called "The Most Beautiful Thing in This World," one
0: of my wedding songs,
3: that, and when he... which is Combat Jack's wedding, which is his wedding song. <laughs> one he of walked one of he walked into the the reception and he put his hands up and he said the most beautifulest thing in this world <laughs> is unbelievable Kim she just like that
1: <laughs> oh. who else
3: we have coming up oh we have the return of Laura Nostro
1: yes of Complex of Complex my boss you
3: can't keep Complex out of the studio
1: no apparently like not the
3: fader came through they took over but Complex is the, the door's still open and, and the Complex
1: people keep rolling in like the weather what's the percentage of chance that we might see Bobby them that week
3: uh there's a really good chance that Bobby Schmurder wow. may come through what? that week. What? It's and possible. I, I, that's very possible. As KG once said, anything is possible. Anything's possible. Who else we have coming up? We have the co-founder of my company, Live and Direct. His name is Svi Edelman. And Svi will be up here to hang out with me while Dharmic is on vacation. Hiatus. Hiatus. I don't, I don't call it vacation. I call it vacay. Okay, sure. Fine. And then... Once the school semester starts, we have so many amazing guests coming through here. And the guests are getting bigger and bigger and better and better. And I owe it all to Combat Jack. Thank you, Combat Jack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Do you have any parting words, Dharmic? Uh, No, thank you, everybody who tunes in, as always. Um, You can catch us, the archives are on WNYU.org, and also on our SoundCloud, or or my SoundCloud, where I've been putting up some episodes. Uh, You know, we got a lot of love for the Howard Bloom show, which we didn't talk about earlier. Thank you to our buddy, Howard Bloom. Yes, he came and kicked knowledge. It was amazing, mind-blowing. You could tweet at DharmicX, Mm -hmm. or you could tweet at me at... You underscore must underscore learn because you must learn. Because you must learn. Very much, very much so. And uh, follow Dharmic
3: on Instagram because he's so great at it. I'm not really good at it at all.
1: <laughs> you you're like the guy with the filters and all of that stuff. I'm just a very uh direct guy. I'm all about the filters. You're all about the, the Well setting. we're out of here. Yes, ten seconds left. Hey clips, how nope. you feeling, buddy?
3: Good. Ready to go? Can you give us a zigga zigga zigga? Hehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehehe <laughs>